Hello, and welcome to Exclusively Yours podcast. Today, I have with me my friend, Oklahoma Simone. Say hello to everyone. Hi, y'all. Good morning. It's so funny because I was looking your Twitter up or something, and I was like, thinking about your introduction, and I was like, Simone. Simone doesn't have a last name. It's Oklahoma Simone. So do you prefer people call you Oklahoma Simone or just Simone? Well, um, people have called me Oklahoma Simone, and I always just kind of laugh. You know, I roll with the punches. Um, On my apps and stuff, it's Smith because Simone Smith is just easy to remember. But for the purpose of branding, like, I am that bitch, um, and this is my city and my state. And so I just like to, like, let people know that. Like... And I love other providers here, but like I worked extremely hard to build the brand that I built in this market. We don't really have a market for people to just pop out um, and be high end with like no credentials. And so to be able to do that, I worked really fucking hard for it. And so my name is kind of like owning that. And I like it. I love it. I love it so much, but I don't know why. I was like thinking, oh my God, Oklahoma, no, Simone. I'm like, how do I find, we have a lot of people named Simone, but there's only one Oklahoma, Simone. Absolutely. Uh, And where are you based? You're based out of Oklahoma City? Yes, I'm based out of Oklahoma City. And then I go to Tulsa uh, like once a month or like every six weeks or so um, to see some of my roster up there. Um, Tulsa has some, a really great market some really great providers up there. And like, honestly, the clients in Tulsa are my cup of tea. Um, Tulsa is such a cute city. I love it. It's wonderful. Like getting a room downtown and then being able to walk and grab, you know, your food. There's mm-hmm. like a little grocery store right there. And so it's amazing. Like you can just like be in downtown Tulsa and vibing the whole time you're working. It's like you a really vacation. I've never been for work. I've just been for pleasure. <laughs> we'll <say> pleasure. <laughs> Not pleasure, but I've been a couple of times. It's so cute. We have to hang out one time. If I get down there anymore, I don't know. I want to go to some of the casinos. What do you think about the casinos in Oklahoma? Um, so I don't really gamble just because like, my dad was a big gambler, but also like a lot of native people don't gamble because we, we know what gambling is. Like we've seen the ins and outs of it. Yeah. Um, Windstar is one of the biggest casinos in the nation. Uh, it's actually bigger than a lot of Vegas casinos. So that casino is really cool. Well, it's also that. one of the Chickasaw like headquarters for like cultural art and stuff. Oh, and wow. So you can go in there and see, like, in the cultural uh, center gift shop, you can, like, buy jewelry and, like, purchase stuff from artisans. And they have a lot of Chickasaw events. And so I think that's, like, really fucking dope that they, you know, um, are really heavy into who owns that casino and, like, who those people are. Uh, I really love that. Durant is a really good casino. I've heard the, uh, the machines are loose out there, you know. <laughs> Get doubled up real quick in Durant. And it's also... I think a two hour drive from Dallas, um, just in the opposite direction. So hmm. they get a lot of business and they have some type of, um, law out there about some, some concerts or musicians, what they can do or can't do. So that a lot of those artists go to, um, those 
casinos out there. At least they put a lot of billboards up in, in Dallas about that. About, yeah, casino performances. Um, uh, some of it, I think, comes down to, and I, this is like no disrespect, but like crowd size. Um, we still have massive concerts. Drake, not for fan purposes, but just like for, you know, he had two, two back-to-back tour stops oh, wow. here in Oklahoma City. And so we're actually in the process of like, uh, voting on getting a new arena so that we can host bigger shows like Taylor Swift and Beyonce and stuff. Cause we, we don't get bids on those because we don't have a big enough venue here. Hmm. Um, so a lot of the casino venues are just cheaper to book with and people like older artists, you know, that our parents love and shit prefer those types of venues over a stadium. Mm, the more, you know, I had no idea. Yeah, there's one here in the city that has horse races, and I actually do like that one because horse races are pretty cool. A casino that has horse races, or no? Yes, it's uh, it's like actually the only casino that's in Oklahoma City Center. It's it's in Central Oklahoma City. Um, I just said that, but it's yeah, they don't have table games. Instead, they have horse racing. So it's all electronic, oh, cool. and then horse races outside. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Look at yeah, you. Yeah, it's a vibe. It's like it's like a redneck derby. And so that's fun. You know? I like it. We do it real big out here. Our I hats like just look different. <laughs> All right. So, Simone, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about uh, some foolishness going on with these clients. Yeah. Man. They've been um, like off the chain lately. It's it's wild. <laughs> um, I had a client who it was just kind of misleading. Um, this summer he got drunk and he had bought me some stuff. Like he bought me tickets to a, a movie, um, a film festival uh-huh. that I really wanted to attend. And I thought that was cool because I had never met him. I really love when men put their best foot forward and they – engage with our wish lists or our desires before they have the ability to meet with us. Cause it kind of is like, Hey, I see you and I see the work you're doing. And like, here's yeah. a little treat for that, you know? But a few days after the film festival, he texted me and he was, he was clearly intoxicated and he was like, are you, is this a real girl? Am I even talking to a real person? And, and the mm-hmm. way he waited, like the way he worded it was a little disrespectful, so um, I cussed him the fuck out and blocked him. Oh, no. And then like a month and a half ago, he started sending me cash out like $50 at a time, $100 at a time, mm-hmm. begging me to unblock him. So I unblocked him. And okay. then he sent me an appointment request for a four-hour dinner date. We went to a burger joint. We actually went – he was staying at one of my favorite hotels, which was really cool. And we vibed like – when I say, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, I see this guy. And I feel like this guy sees me and, like, mm. as a real human. And, like, we vibed. We connected. Um, and then he he needs a lot of attention. He's one of those guys that, like, needs a lot of attention. And so he will spend, you know, accordingly. Um, but one day he was, like, booking a date for the weekend. And he was only booking an hour long date, but he kept asking me weird ass questions about like dinner date stuff. And I just like, let him know like, Hey, we can talk about this this weekend during our one hour date. Yeah. And we can set up a dinner date. Like 
if this is just a one hour date, then whatever. And then I asked him to send the deposit, which is just 25%. But instead mm-hmm. of sending the deposit, he sent me the full $600. And on Cash mm-hmm. App, he said, for 60 minutes of your time. And so oh. I, I went off. Like, that's like one that's just like super not cool. So I, I went off and I told him about himself. And I educated him on like how dangerous that is. Like, you're threatening my payment platform, which I have had that Cash App account since Cash App became a thing in 2018. I've had that Cash App account the entire time. And so for me, if he gets that shit deleted, it's like a different level of disrespect. Like you are compromising something that I have never had to really fear. Um, And so I, I cussed him out. Like, how dare you? And like two days later, he reached out and apologized and admitted that he did it on purpose because he was mad that I asked him to send the deposit. Um, wow. That's ridiculous. I and guess. So, yeah. It's, what did like you financial manipulation? So it is. I mean, what do you, I mean, did he think that because you had seen him before that he just felt entitled to not have to send a deposit? Is that what you think it is? That and like, he, you know, he's like sending gifts. He's like, Sending, he bought me like these five hundred dollar tickets to six hundred dollar tickets to see Pierce the Veil last night with my friends, um, and like he was just you know buying stuff off my wish list, like items that were three hundred, four hundred plus dollars, and so I think that he he thought that because he was spending that I wasn't going to stand on business. Yeah, but those are gifts. Like, don't ever give me a gift and then try to like hang it over my head. Not in work and not in real life. That is disrespectful. That's not a gift. Yeah, that's not a gift. That's like a gift with conditions. Like you listen to me, you do. And that's not what this industry is about at all. But that's where the financial and emotional manipulation kind of comes into is because they expect us to put up with egregious bullshit. Um, And some things I'm not going to put up with is a client drunk texting me if they are being disrespectful. Like, sure, tell me your warm fuzzies or whatever. Um, You know, I don't mind when a client sends me just like a little touch base text, but like doing the most and especially throwing a fit because I just don't have the emotional capacity to carry on a text conversation with you all day is ridiculous. Like, grow the fuck up. I'm with you. I'm with you. And the other day, what just yesterday, I think I saw L Love on Twitter or X. Oh my god, I can't believe we're t- we're calling Twitter X. We're not. Uh, the The URL is still Twitter.com. Like when you get on a freaking computer, we still type in Twitter.com. So fuck him. <laughs> yes, that's how we feel about Elon. Um, she tweets. Uh, clients do not, I repeat, do not write the date and time of an appointment on the note to a providers or my cash app or other electronic payment methods. You might have your appointment canceled per the rules on her website. So people really do need to pay attention to that. Um, because once you fuck around and find out, I mean, that's it. Basically, that's basically what you're doing. If you want to play with your money, I mean, some people are going to refund you. But in most cases where you, the client have violated the rules that are there in black and white, you just lost your money. You just forfeit your deposit or whatever it was. 
you know, and then the follow up is that they go on Twitter or they go on Reddit or like one of those little cesspool hobbyist forums. Oh God. And they start crying about how they got scammed. No, that's not a scam. You played yourself. You played yourself. Like, you can't do that. You like, you can't expect that just because you paid somebody that you can treat them however you want to treat them. We are still human beings. And we still have to accept payments. And once you put a uh, payment method in jeopardy of being shut down, then what? where is there for us to go and how are we supposed to collect payment? So a lot of people on that thread were saying that they think some people do that on purpose. Absolutely. It's, right. it's a form of violence, in my opinion, uh, because it threatens livelihoods. Like, it does. Like, you don't know what financial position that provider is in. You don't know what, you know what I mean? Like, if that's her last type of ability to accept a deposit. Yeah. And and accepting a deposit is a form of screening. I will yell about this all day long, but it is absolutely a form of screening. I want to see that the account that you're sending me money from matches the name on your ID, matches the name on your booking request form. I check all of that. And so when you remove one of my barriers for screening, you make it more unsafe for me to work. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm thinking that's a pretty good reason why we explain why you cannot do that. Hopefully that's like clear. You think it's clear enough? You know, I think that there are so many things that we say that are very clear, (laughs) but a lot of people have egos and so they think that those rules apply to everyone else but they don't look at themselves like a client yeah even though they're doing client things and procuring your service as a client they don't they don't think about themselves in those terms and so they think they're exempt from that like they think that their behavior is not going to have real consequences for other people oh there's so many consequences we will um put you in whatever database or whatever to to denote your bad behavior. People need to understand that. Oh my God. Because one person is not going to deal with it. I mean, we're going to tell our community about it because we don't want anybody else's stuff put in danger, quite frankly. Well, and we're not nearly as messy about our community. Um, building and involvement as clients are like that shit isn't on face out reddit forums like we're smart we have encrypted websites we use sorry babies (laughs) we're not out here on reddit hey let me tell you about tom johnson and he tried to do a chargeback on my cash app we're not out here doing that we do at least have some level of discretion you're right versus what they do and usually um 80% 80% of the time or 90% of the time it's on it's their fault. It's because they want dis- dis- to discuss services or push boundaries or carrot dangle or do the memo that you tell them not to do. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So all they have to do is just listen to us and follow the directions. Don't follow the directions and listen to other uh, men because they're going to tell you how to get arrested number one number two how to get scammed even though they think it's the opposite but if men just would men and just clients in general just listen to the provider's instructions things would go a lot more smoothly honestly if you're a good client and you um are contacting a provider who doesn't 
charge deposits, offer to pay one. Yeah. Like she might, you might not, she might not be comfortable asking for a deposit because so many people say, no, I'm going to get scammed that they feel the need to acquiesce on that just to get a client. And so if you're a good client and you're out there and you're pursuing a provider who doesn't charge deposits, ask her if she'd like one. Sometimes there are cases in, in which they will say no, but that makes us feel seen and it makes us feel like it, it makes us put our guard down just a little bit emotionally to be able to meet you on a real human level and your experience. You know, when we can see you person to person and not client provider, you will have a very, very, very memorable experience. You'll connect with somebody like you didn't expect and you'll get a lot more out of the service than everyone else at the baseline level. It's true. I actually have a client coming to fly to Oklahoma to see me, which is such an honor. Um, nice. And he's kind of set that standard. And I'm so excited to meet this guy and all of the things we're going to talk about for four hours and uh, things we're going to do for four hours um, because of how he has like respected my boundaries and his intro into, you know, meeting and all of that. Like I'm fucking juiced to meet this guy. And so that's really what you get. Like, and when I'm excited to come see you, like, don't you think that you're going to have a much better experience than if I am playing a, a character in your face? <laughs> well, some people don't know the difference, honestly. And they don't know the difference because of how they approach the dates and the situation. And, Absolutely. They'll, never know, and they'll never know until... <laughs> Hopefully something clicks for them to like listen and to be um, nice and accommodating, but you just never know. I think a lot of egregious behavior, especially like financial manipulation, yeah, um, comes from guys that have formed parasocial relationships with us. Oof, yeah, because they fucking think that they know us for real, um, but we don't know you for real. Like, Absolutely. Like you might know my brand and you might see like what I project to the world, but there is a lot of personal stuff that I don't put out there. So you yes. don't know me for real. Like you don't know what I'm going through or anything. And I'm I'm not afraid to share that with a client, but there's things I'm not going to put on the internet because it will give people this false sense of, I know her. And mm -hmm. when they have that false sense of, I know her, they tend to push boundaries really bad. Yeah. I think that's why. A few people are pushing back on revealing. Well, I know I am personally on revealing too much or everything on the internet, everything on Twitter, everything on your website, everything, you know, it's just too much. We need to get back to the real, like where you meet me in person and then you know everything you need to know. And that's just absolutely. And I share, I'm not going to lie, like, I have no problem sharing um, personal situations um, and experiences with clients because you would be surprised. Sometimes clients have some very personal things to share with us back and we can learn from that. And that gives us the ability to connect. And like one of the greatest parts of this job is meeting, you know, there's those few clients that I, I don't know that I would be able to really lose contact with them forever when I retire like that. Actually, I struggle with that 
because I feel like I know them and care about them as a person. Yeah. And oddly enough, those are the clients that have never asked me for free time, never asked me for free services, have never pushed my boundaries, and they've just shown up and handled business and been real. And that's <laughs> really that's all it takes. That's, yeah. It's, it's quite simple. <laughs> I don't know why people want to complicate things in this but I don't know. I'm a vindictive bitch. And so, <laughs> like, I had a really great time at the concert last night. And then I kept remembering that the guy who bought me the tickets is blocked. And I would just, like, hysterically laugh about it. Because, like, fuck you. <laughs> you look so like, cute, too, in your pictures. Your outfit was precious. I was trying to channel... Jade from the Bratz collection. <laughs> yeah, I love those boots. People have to go um find you. How can we find you? Um, well, the easiest way is to put Oklahoma Simone into your Google search bar. Mm. Um, I have dominated that word. And so oh, we love a girl who knows all about her SEO. So yeah, just go ahead and plug Oklahoma Simone into your Google search bar. You're going to see my Instagram. You're going to see my Twitter. You might find some social media pages that I forgot exist. Uh Um, You know, and you're going to see my website, which is, I'm very proud of my website because I have done all my copywriting. I've done everything except for take my own pictures. And so I, I really do like to get people to my website because that's, I've put a lot of hard work into that. And, um, yeah, I like people to, to, I like that to be my, my opening gate. That's how you get into the venue is through the website. So we can find everything on your website. I love that. You do have a really good website. Thank you. I actually am building a website for a good friend of mine this weekend in exchange for silversmith services. Um, because they like my work website. And so look at you, girl, you know, just trying to grow my skills out here and, and use them for, for good and not evil. <laughs> just getting it. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you for coming on to exclusively yours today and be my first guest. And I'm going to have to, let's see. I'm going to do something real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Where is it? Where is it? Come on. Don't pl- don't preview it. Let's do this like this. No. It might not let me do it. At least I tried. Um, Let me see. One more time. Nope, it's not going to let me do it. I'll have to insert it in later. It's like a little applause button. It won't let me do it. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, but at least, hmm, let me try it one more time. Looks like it's going in circle, circle. Oh, no, nah, I'm, I'm not just going to leave it alone before I fuck it up. All right. Well. <laughs> Until next time, uh, I don't have like a little catchphrase at the end, but I'll figure my life out sooner or later. Well, thank you for having me. Um, (laughs) I will talk to you later. Love you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.